Let's do it. Let's do it. Tee us up. All right. Here we are. We're Let's, back. We're back. We have a special guest. We gave you a sneak peek of this. And so we have a G here, a gangster, <laughs> uh, dressed in black, too. Total gangster. That's good. Her name is Emmanuel Scala, and I'll let her kick it off, but she runs sales and success at DigitalOcean. Like to be here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This is fun. I am a, um, I am a G. Yeah, I'm a G. total gangster. That's, total gangster. <laughs> That's the only way. Yeah. That's only, the only gangsters right, allowed so on the show. We have, we, have a, we have a whole different list of bunch of things that we want to talk about. But before we dive into the, the sales stuff, like we're just having a conversation. So you do, we talk about health. We, we try to mix it up and not be like your traditional tech podcast. And yeah, talk definitely about life not. and people. You just said you are right now in the middle of, are you in the middle of it yeah, right now? Of, of, of your cleanse. quarterly juice cleanse. Yes. What's that about? So, you know, I, there's obviously times when you eat like shit and you drink too much and whatever, and you go through these bouts, and I, I can feel it. I know, all right, there's been three days of, and we're, right now I'm in birthday season for whatever reason in my family. Every birthday and holiday falls between mid March and mid April. Yeah, cakes. So I have, like, I've eaten cake every day, pretty much, for like <laughs> I love the last it. two weeks. And so I, I, I need to just do the hard, Kind of cut off Is it like a week? whole turkey thing. Five days. Five days. Juice. Wow. It's Nothing intense. but juice. Nothing but juice. What? I will like I'll like nibble on a carrot every once yeah. in a while because I need to chew. Yeah. Um. Or like a half an apple or something. But yeah, I'm like I'm a black and white kind of like I can't. I gotta go all in one yeah. way or the other. Damn, right? that's where we get <laughs> down. The same way. That's where I get Do down you know with Emmanuel. Uh, Do you know about his diet? No. What's your diet? Yeah. What is my diet? plant based? Plant based. I'm Close. trying to go. I'm trying to go yeah, plant you got based parts right now. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to go, but I'm extreme. I'm black and white, just like Emmanuel. Like, and that, and then you like, re- it's like a restart, it's a reboot, and then after that, I'll go back to eating regular food, but I won't crave cake anymore. So. Wow! So when you do it for a week, the first time you did it, did you hallucinate? No. Like, how crazy are you going? Are you going? No. Mental? So no? like the first day, you're kind of it's like adrenaline, right? Sweating. Yeah. Second day, you're like really hangry, <laughs> just like not <laughs> in a like good, a you're just not in a good mood yeah. at all. And by the third day, you feel like a rock star, and like you just like pop wow. out of bed at five a.m. I ran, I I run a lot and um, run five k's. I ran a five k the day at like my last day of the juice cleanse. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I ran it in twenty four minutes. I was like. And that's I'm and, and like wow. and I'm like that's that was like way faster yeah. than I've ever run a 5K wow. before. Are you running towards you know? food? So, Is that why? Yeah, yeah. probably. It's like doing that. I feel like I would pass, I like I would pass out after not eating for. Five no, years. I actually. You should it's try like it. Opposite. Yeah. This it's guy eats like every twenty minutes. I have he's to. gonna go catabolic. Eat. I need all those calories. Um, all that's right, so amazing. Juice so cleanse. Wait, how did you start this? Why did you start this? Just like I don't even know. It was so long ago. I've been doing this is like eight years. Wow. Every quarter. Yeah. Every quarter Every juice quarter. cleanse. You should do it, man. Does, uh, I watch DG juice. They love me. I would, do, I would do a juice cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. Does your team, does your team and family know like during the juice cleanse, like don't just, like, back off? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, because I'm like by the d- third day, I'm pretty like feeling good. I'm feeling good. My husband's doing it with me right now for the first time. Oh, yeah. I've never done it? one. Wow. Yeah. He, he's, he's miserable. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> being Last night, he was like, I have to eat. I'm going to kill somebody. Eat? I'm eating an avocado. I'm like, fuck. Can you imagine being Emmanuel's husband or kids while she's doing a juice cleanse? Just like tiptoeing around the house. I'm already but, tiptoeing around no, the house. I, I can't res- imagine. I have this. respect just for doing that, and then going to work and like putting in hours, and and all you just you're just fueled by juice. Like that's a, that's. And you're still exercising and yeah. running and doing all that stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. We have to I do that. All right, morning. let's do seeking um, wisdom juice. Okay, so so we're talking cleanse. about right, juice so juice nice. cleanse, hot. Yo- you do hot yoga also, yeah. but I have a you 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 mentioned. Um, we we're just talking, and you're like, I don't have you know I have time for this or time for that. 
What's your, how do you balance work and life? It's a topic that we talk about a lot, yeah. have some strong opinions on. But so just... I have two, two opinions on this. One is back to the black and white thing. Yep. I'm kind of all in to work Monday through Friday or Friday evening, and then I'm all out. Friday mm-hmm. evening through Monday morning. Oh, what, what is that? What is tactically? What does that look like? Like your phone is off, it's away, or like what is? So it just it looks like so during the week it looks like I mean I'm home I get home probably at seven, mm-hmm. um, and I'm with the kids for a couple hours, but then I'm back working because uh, my brain is just in work mode. My, but mm-hmm. then come Friday night, phone is off. It's all about the kids. It's yeah. all about family time and friends, and I just do what I need to do. I don't even open the computer. Sometimes Sunday night. Like after they're in bed, I might open it up and just kind of get mentally prepared for Monday. Yeah, but that's about it. Even if the quarter ends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah listen, there's always exceptions, right? There's the big board <laughs> meeting exception, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or things like that. But yeah. for the most part, um, it just works for me. I can't. I'm not the kind of person who can be halfway between yeah. both. Yeah, I can't socialize during the week, and I can't work on weekends. <laughs> totally, G. That? That's G, similar, G similar to you. Similar take, to me. Right? Yeah, yeah, very similar. So, a uh, quick question, segue. What does DigitalOcean do for the few people oh, yeah. on here? I skipped place. that. I should have been a no, better intro They're They're still here. They're loyal. Yeah. yeah. So, we are the simple cloud for developers. Um, so, if you are a modern developer who's doing open source development for your yeah. applications yeah. and you want the easiest, simplest, most you know, kind of cost-effective, performant way to spin up um, so yeah. that you can do rapid development of your applications. That's us. But what about AWS? They are the man. <laughs> you don't want to work with the man, don't, don't do you? Don't work with the man. All right. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I like it. Uh, how did you How did you get into sales? Like, all right, so we'll fa- fast forward a little bit. Now, yeah. now you're, you're VP of sales and customer success. Where did that come from? So how did I get into sales? Yeah, just yeah. Sell, have you been set in a selling, selling yeah, your whole life? Yeah, I've been selling in a selling capacity since about 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, so I started a company called Indeca, which is a little famous here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, part of I the was, mafia. I was part of the mafia. I was employee number 17. Wow, that's um, pretty good. Yep. And uh, and kind of the, one of the first non-technical hires. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, they just said, hey, you seem like you have a personality and you're smart, so let's go try to sell this. It wasn't even Indeca at the time. We, yeah. were, we were called... Um, OptiGrab. Wow. Which is really the worst. The worst <laughs> That's bad. The worst freaking. OptiGrab. I remember. As good as your DigitalOcean tagline right. was, OptiGrab is the, is the exact opposite. opposite. <laughs> wow. It's like, so I distinctly remember essentially being a BDR at the time, even though I, I was had already graduated B school and I was coming in to yeah. kind of run sales and business development. But um, I remember this, the days. This is Emmanuel from OptiGrab. And I'm, after a while, I'm like, I can't do this anymore, guys. <laughs> we really need to change the name. It was the, it was the Steve Martin. It would literally came from the Steve Martin movie, The Jerk. Get out he of here. had like he created this device that was like no way. somehow held your glasses, glasses together, and it was called the OptiGrab. Wow, that's amazing. It's a little Indeca folklore. They're gonna kill me. Starry Steve, oh telling the secrets. They're all doing yeah. okay. They're that's all awesome. doing okay. OptiGrab. Let's lean that. So yeah, that. that's that was like the first foray into like officially into sales and how did you get into do digital ocean actually it was the only time in my career that came through a recruiter really yeah only time well it was through a woman that i had worked with um kind of in the network uh when i was at vm uh vm turbo she recommended me to this recruiter and they called and yeah it was the first time it was a recruiter yeah and how does it feel to go to a company that on the surface looks like um it's all freemium. There are no salespeople. It's totally touchless. You sell to developers. Like, what's that whole deal? 
It is all freemium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not freemium. Sorry. It's all self-serve. Self-serve. Right? Self-serve. Um, sure. And until recently, there was no sales team. So actually, all that's true. Yeah. Um, and it is this unbelievable organic acquisition engine. Right, where you know there are hundreds, I can't give a lot of the specifics, but yeah. there are hundreds of downloads a day. Yeah, um, you know over seven hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, MAUs. Yeah. So it's crazy. Uh, That's yeah. insane. That's it's legit. insane. Dave, you got to step it up, bro. I'm trying you to know, like and it's, yeah, it's very, you know, it's very, really organic, really community based. We have the ear of the developer community, which is pretty awesome. So putting, you know, the, my role, the, you know, is, hey, come in and try to put sales on top of this. Yeah. Right. You know, augment yeah. this, you know, unbelievable engine with, you know, the sales force. And what? is that, mi- sorry to no. interrupt, is that Mission Impossible or is that? No, what? no, it's not Mission Impossible. You have to, I mean, you have, it's a different model, yeah. right? You can't be thinking closing deals, mm. right? Like it's just not a deal closing <laughs> yeah. model. There's no ringing of the bells. No. Like, we don't need hoopla and all those things, you yeah. know, on yeah. the, it's it's not No, that's that a, the, I'm glad you, you both kind of hit on that because the thing I was going to ask you was, 10 years ago, a business like that couldn't exist, right? You're like, I'm going to be the VP of sales of a company that has no sales reps. Like, mm-hmm. what other than the obvious, which is like software, right? Like, what's changed in the way that like we as business people go and buy things that has allowed this model to to exist, you think? I think there's two things. So there's social and there's, so- there's software, obviously, and just SaaS and the ease of being able mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. know, download something. But there's also the way people buy, right? Like, the people are buying now not based on you know, brochures or advertisements, they're buying on word of mouth, right? And, um, and they're buying on social proof, right? <laughs> and so they're buying on what they read about and what they hear about through their peers and in their network. And when they do, right, then they don't, they don't need to be as educated, right? And the education is really trying it. Right? Yep. You know, they want to try it. Like there's two things that people trust, their yep. own experience and their peers. Yep. Right? Those are the two things they trust. And so they either have to show them that their peers love it and you know mm-hmm. really focus on kind of advocacy or you got to focus on somehow doing a you know some kind of self-service right? yep. some kind of product web mm-hmm. model because that's these days buyers are getting way skeptical mm-hmm. i mean even in, in b2c like we're all super skeptical crazy i mean yeah. it takes me like years sometimes to like just decide on you know where i'm going to go on vacation and i'm researching the hell out of it because yeah. there's so much information available way too much information it's like yeah. the paradox the choice the paradox of choice right? yep yep Exactly. That is, that is interesting. So the two things she mentioned in those two things was not a sales rep that they've never met before. Yeah. In terms of people uh, who they trust. No, we say it all the time. Information is free now, right? So like sales doesn't get to be gatekeeper anymore. But something happens. Like we we all ca- talk about this and like, but then we go to our jobs and the most companies forget that, right? Yeah. They're like, I hate getting hounded by sales reps. I hate filling out forms and doing all this mm-hmm. crap. But then like we go to our jobs and we're like, all right, I'm going to pound this bang on this phone until I can get your And attention. ring this gong. Yeah. Gong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I talk about with my team. My team is helping. Because we're self-service, they are helping to move customers up in terms of how much they spend. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're offering assistance. Hey, do you need help You know, configuring your load balancer? We can help you with that. Knowing that eventually that will lead to more spend. Right? Not for the purpose of banging on the doors, but for the purpose of, you know, you need help. Let me see. If, and sometimes you can get help through content and yep. through podcasts and mm-hmm. through in-app messaging and mm-hmm. things like that. But sometimes you need a human to help you. And do you, how do, how do you 
get them to be aligned with that kind of mission? Is it like a non-commissioned position? Is it commissioned? Is it, do they have quotas? Like, how does it work? Yeah. So, no quotas. Yeah. Whoa, oh, this you good, heard that. This is right. a good one. You got the good but, topic. Okay. But commissions, right? Okay. So, still, okay. so but, no, but no quotas, right? Because how does that work? So the way I do All it carrot, is... carrot, no stick? Yeah. Did, no, you, did you bring no, this no, is no. your thing that you this brought? Is, yeah, and listen, we're testing it, right? This yep. is early days of sales at, at DO, so we're testing it. Um, but the way that I've done it is you get a flat fee every time one of the customers that you're working with gets across a magical threshold of spend where we know at that point churn is incredibly low, yep. right? And, mm-hmm. you know, and they are committed Right. It's kind of a we've done a whole bunch of data science to realize this is kind of the magic mark where they're committed. Um, and so once they get them across, they get a flat fee. Right? Yep. And and that way, there's just no there's no worrying about, you know, is this a huge deal or is this a small deal or is mm-hmm. this, you know, it's just, you know, just help them get across that line. Yep. And then when you do. That's really cool. Give you, you that, that line is a is a like a product metric or usage or something like that. It's a usage. Okay. Yeah. Which equates to revenue. And do you do you hire people that. Or have been AEs or BDRs before, or are these like you're teaching a whole new generation to do this? They're hybrid. Okay. Right? So they're doing everything from qualifying the PQLs, which I know we want to talk about, yeah. to, all, to taking them across that line, and then they get to keep them for six months. Yeah. And then they pass them off. Then they to go the, back. Then they pass them off to an account management team. Cool. Well, interesting. Let's, let's talk dive about, in. Let's talk about PQLs, and I want to go back and I want to drill into have you both talk about hiring a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So PQL model yep. is that a new? Sh- is it? Have you done the PQL model before? No, okay. no, it's the first time doing it. So you come into a company, they have thousands of free users, and this yeah. is what like, makes sense. I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? When you have you know, hundreds of thousands of users, right? And they're mm-hmm. not free for us; they're they're all paying, but mm-hmm. you can use this for a free model too. It's kind of the same. Yep. Right? When you have hundreds of thousands of of users. Like, where do you even start? Like, you know, you can, like, here's start at A, right? You can't do that. We can't mm-hmm. start at A. Um, and the only indication that you have of interest is product usage. Right? And, and you're capturing so much product usage. Yep. We all are, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. capturing a crazy amount. What feature they're using may indicate propensity to spend mm-hmm. or, you know, how many users may indicate propensity to spend or... You know, it could be a, for us. We're we're like a utility, right? So um, it, a spike in usage, you know, that's kind of an indicator that maybe they're testing something, yep. right? And, um, and hey, we saw you spiked, and you know, we saw your. We also people can name their droplets um, in our world, and that gives some indication of kind of what applications they're running. And say, yep. hey, we noticed you're using this, and can we help you? We have some white papers. We have some people who can help. Um, we have a ridiculous amount of content, but. Sometimes people don't go fishing for that content. They need to be served that content, right, at the right time. Yep. And so using the PQLs allows us to serve, you know, intersect at the right time in the journey mm-hmm. and serve the right kind of content and the right kind of help in the journey. And who um, creates all that content? You have a different so a CMO a community, or something? Yeah, we have a community. well, we don't have a head of marketing right now. Okay. Looking. Yeah. Um, There's but, a plug, you hear that? plug, plug, <laughs> plug, plug. Make sure we get a referral plug um, if you get hired. But we, uh, yeah. yeah, we have a kick-ass community team, mm-hmm. um, which uh, creates a ton of our content. Um, and, you know, that's a big way we get SEO and acquisition, but it also helps people as through their customer journey. And what is, where does something like uh, the community team report into? Into marketing. Know? Into marketing, okay. Yeah, that's a marketing function. Would you ever that. go back to MQLs? Listen, we have MQLs too. It's not that we don't have any. Um, it's just, listen, I think that when someone 
comes to you know a webinar or reads a white paper or does some or comes to an event or does a traditional MQL thing, it's not enough today of a sense of an indication of interest. It's no. maybe an indication Boom. of right. Yeah. Maybe an indication of like I'm curious about the topic. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or it could be it. I just happen to show up at this trade show and get my free stuff. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Right? Like, <laughs> well, especially if you, if you do all the things that, that you had mentioned earlier, like if you make it easier for people to buy, then they're going to consume content on all those channels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't assume everybody's a, a MQL who does that, exactly. even though I want to. I'm yeah. a marketing person. So. And so, like, yeah, yeah pot- I don't think MQLs are dead by any means. I think, you know, there's, you know, if there's someone who's consistently consuming your content in multiple forms, okay, that's more than just a... That's starting to be a little bit more of a sign. Um, yeah, but I do think if you can figure out how to intersect product use, I mean, I, honestly, I think the, the Nirvana is when you have both, right? Yeah. The Nirvana is when you have somebody you know, who's totally. doing all the MQL stuff, right? Yeah. And doing all the PQL stuff. Then, mm. you, you, know, then, then you know. Then you know. Then you know. And do you like guys perfect. think about going up market right now, or are you just trying to think about exploiting your, the current market you're in right now? So we will be going up market. We're okay. working on a, a whole bunch of product stuff product, that's yeah. going to allow us to go up market. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, when you have millions of members in your community, you have kind of a captive audience, and yes. so that's what we're trying to, we're, you know, really trying to leverage that captive audience that we have. Right? Dave, we need millions. We need millions. Numbers. She's saying all these big numbers. I'm I like, I just uh, every just when I think we're starting to do good, like, uh, I'm like Dave, we need, we need millions. Don't say too big of numbers around him because he has a. We have like a, we have about a thousand people in our community. Well, he's just going to 10x that whatever you say later. He'll send me a message. Dio has millions. We need 10 million. She said 750,000. So that we got to make seven and a half million. Like it always is connected. <laughs> the goal. Um, all right, so let's transition and talk about hiring a little bit. We talk a lot about people hiring all the different things um hiring first sales team you both you both have done the early hiring at, yeah. at different different roles in different companies but i want to let's let's, let's tell let the g go first yeah, let's dive into the, that yeah so you're uh, so i have a lot of thoughts on this topic so hiring your first sales team um the, the analogy i use is you're hiring missionaries right um so i kind of use the analogy of missionaries versus mercenaries right? mm-hmm. so your mercenaries are like your 50th right maybe or your maybe your 20th right so they're they're just gonna repeat and rinse you know kind of what you tell them to do and you know maybe mercenary is a little bit of an extreme but they're kind of in it for themselves mm-hmm. right um whereas the missionary they're on a mission from god like yeah. they really are on a mission from god right they're knocking on doors not because they care about you know because they care about the vision and they yep. care about the message and the mission that they're they've been you know imparted to uh to go spread right and so they are they're believers, mm-hmm. really. Like that's who you're hiring that. your first couple reps. They're yeah. missionaries. They're believers, and they care way more about spreading the the word, right, the gospel, than they do about anything else. Right? Like that's and and bringing that and then bringing home what they've learned. Right. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you what I learned when I was out there on my mission, yeah. um, spreading the gospel. And so that is that's that's who I hire. I look for those who are just who so believe in the mission, yeah. and just want to be part of it. And which are you? And what's my me? Yeah. yeah. Which one are you? Oh, I'm total missionary. Yeah, total, total. <laughs> obvious. That was no, but obvious. you, you. Uh, well, you know, you... it's interesting. Like, uh, you know, definitely a missionary, right? And, um, but I'm, I'm like the kind of person who tries to figure out how do I repeat that missionary? Like, how do I yeah. make it that repetitive? Yeah. The hard part is it's not really repetitive, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, you not it, at that phase. It's not right, yeah. and so uh, I'm like, all right, I'm trying to figure out how to take that special sauce from that phase, but like put it into a process where you can just, you know, make it repeatable. So. 
and you probably have to like it's it's different from uh, the things that you get those in the hiring process. Like you have to pitch it. It's, it's different pitch, right, to get those missionaries excited versus yeah. mercenaries. Later, yeah, I mean, right? the, like honestly, if, if I'm hiring a missionary and in their first interview, they're asking me about territories and quota, <laughs> and, right, yeah. comp plans. They're not a missionary totally. like, yeah. by definition. Yeah. If they're asking me about like you know the product and the market and the customers and the mission and the value and what are we doing and how are we saving the world and yeah. all those things. You know, there we go. They're the ones. I right? love that. Um, and feel that. you know, they just they'll, you know, they have to trust that the comp and the commissions will come, mm-hmm. right? And you know, of course, like if if you're going to put someone fifty percent at risk, yeah, you know, they they need to trust that, but they do it because they trust you and they mm-hmm. trust the mission and they believe enough in it that they know it will come, and they're not so freaked out that it may not come the first quarter, right? And, you know, they can they can roll with it a little bit longer. You still have stuff from back in your BDR days that you that you teach and you bring to the table. <laughs> still have some lessons that you learned. Yeah. Uh, smile. Smile. Yeah. Really? People I believe that. Sense. I totally People believe that. I used, yeah. to work, I used to work at a company and uh, all the sales reps had mirrors. mirrors. Yeah. I Get totally, out of here. I'm, yeah, I'm a big believer in in the smile. Okay. Um, I think it makes a big difference. Um, the other one, I this is. Uh, a little controversial, but um, I say unless you're the CEO, don't put a, like don't put a title, like yeah. no titles, like mm. in your in your signature. Yeah, right? no, mm. unless you're the CEO, like or, you know, or unless you're the VP of something, just ignore it. Just put you know your name and your phone number. Like, well, you don't need much else. Like, yeah, I like love the it. The whole uh, you know account executive Northeast region, you know, yeah. of tier two <laughs> accounts. Right? Oh <laughs> man. Emmanuel just punked a bunch <laughs> well, of people that, listening. That, so I'm all about like name, phone number. Like, that also it. just screams I'm a sales rep too, right? If you're like account executive northeast. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Right. Who cares? Like, name, phone number. Yeah. Like mimic, mimic how executives email. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Dave, Dave is looking at me. Exactly how executives email is like four words question right. mark. I'm yeah. like, oh. But I love getting those emails. I gotta or, be honest. When or I get no them, words. I send emails with no, no words. words. I I'm just like, forward things. Oh, yeah. What time was this sent from? Where was it sent from? What was the location? <laughs> yeah. What was the previous email? I'm trying yeah. to like gauge what this email is. Is this good or bad? <laughs> What's going on? But maybe not like he emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. wrap up and talk about um, hiring hiring a little bit. So, so what's your what's it like interviewing with you? Oh, let's see. Yeah, <sighs> you um, should interview Dave. Yeah, see if he passes. Yeah, yeah. I probably so, not. Yeah. Too much math. I get into mm-hmm. a lot of detail because mm-hmm. I'm trying to sift out the BSers, right? And so, um, a lot of detail. I, I don't. I think here's the issue, right? They're for salespeople. They're going to be good at interviewing. Yeah. They're going to be great at storytelling because mm-hmm. that's what they do for a living. Yeah. So in order to sift out the the stories, you know, quote unquote, you know, potentially not all true stories, I go into an ad nauseum amount of detail. Probably yeah. people are like, huh? I'm like, okay, so between 2012 and 2013, how many reps were there? And, yeah. you know, what number rep were you? And mm-hmm. who was your boss? And, you know, how many customers did you have? And what was your quota? And, you know, and how many deals did you do per month? And I get into that because then, yeah. and, you know, if they then can... they start stuttering. If they can hang, right? You know his test? What's your test? Yeah, I have a whole bunch of tests. Which one are you talking the, about? The, uh, like, poke the around at different... Yeah. It's a similar kind of test, except I'm not going into the details. I'm just trying to break them from the script. Yeah. So as soon as they start going scripted, then I go off topic to something else, then off again, then off again, and off again. And I just keep pinging around, and then I start to get into what I want answered. But I'm basically trying to understand what's bullshit or not, because a sales rep especially, yeah. or a, someone, anyone who's charismatic, is 
comes in with some pitch, yeah. right? And they've rehearsed it and they've got the pitch down. Yep. And so I just try to break the pitch. All I'm thinking is like, there it goes again, stop it. And then we go into something else and something else. And I don't let them continue a train of thought yeah. until I, and then I bring them back around later. Yeah, I, I, I interrupt them a lot too. Yeah. I guess I think that's, you know, because you kind of, once you, I don't want to listen to a story. Yeah. Right. And, um, and it's also, it's my agenda, not, you know, not that you shouldn't be prepared and come in with, mm. you know, an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'd like to control the agenda as much as possible. And then I do a lot of stuff around, like, you know, not work stuff. I really try to get to know the whole person. Yes, and, same. Right. You know, mm-hmm. try to, hey, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Tell me about your childhood, you know. Yeah, and and do you ask that thing because like you want to know them in the interview, or does that translate into like how you are as a as a boss like later? Both. Yeah. Um, one is I want to get to know them. I mean, that's also I, I will, I'd rather the interview be a conversation. So if you can mm-hmm. start off, you know, talking about you know if it's not intense in the very first second, then they loosen up a little bit. I loosen up a little bit, and also later, right, I know that just a certain personality is going to work. Style is going to work better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Demo anything technical? They have to set like do you do any like mock? You do a presentation. You do yeah at the end of yeah. so after the, after X number of interviews, you know, kind of depends on the role, how many interviews. Then there's a like a formal come in and do a presentation. I've done that at Influid. I've done that here. Wow, it's a big part of my pres- my and they have to present two things generally. It's themselves and why they're good for the role. And if, and if they come in with a whole, you know, feature, feature, and I'm really you know intelligent and I did yeah, this yeah. and I Ooh. then like no. Because mm-hmm. I like those I, I'm, as features. I'm yes. really specific yeah. about you know come in and tell me how, why you're good for the role. So it's a, it's a it's sales, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Figure out what the role is. Figure out mm-hmm. what I need, mm-hmm. and come in and say your requirements are X, are X yeah. and here's why. I do, and anyone who comes in without that, they're not going to get hired. That's I don't. Awesome. I obviously don't one? tell them. Um, and then the second one is tell us about uh, you know tell us how you sell okay. the product. Yeah, right. I love that the mock. I'm going to steal that too. The give me a, the presentation. Yeah. Has, has that been like, has that sealed the deal for anybody? Somebody come in that you didn't think was going to be good, they blow you away yes, with the presentation? Absolutely. So the, the presentation to me is where you really figure it out. I love it for like people I'm on the fence about because yeah. then it just becomes super obvious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like within the first five minutes, it becomes super. But I've also had the opposite. I've also had someone that I've like, I'm totally hiring this person and he comes in and blows it. Wow. Totally that happens all the time. Blows it. Yeah. But that's why you both do the personal stuff, right? Yeah. Because it's easy to be in the car and you're on your way over and you're memorizing the script and you're yeah. practicing with your girlfriend or your yeah. whatever. And then you come in and you have to go off script and give a presentation. Mm-hmm. Way different. But mm-hmm. I've also, but I've hired some of the people who've blown it, but mostly because once you've established that rapport, you can go back to them and be like, you totally blew it. Like, what <laughs> the fuck happened? Right? And then, like, you can talk about it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, who knows? You know, maybe that morning they got into a car accident. I mean, yeah. stuff happens, right? Mm-hmm. So I will go, you totally blew it, and here's my concerns, and let's talk about it. And, yeah. you know, sometimes they'll redeem themselves through the post, yeah. you know, the uh, post conversation, and sometimes they won't. So you run sales and success. So does that mean you have success CSMs or does uh, one person do it all or how does it work? No. So we have, uh, so we're changing the model up a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have two different roles. We have three different roles. So we have new business, yeah. account management, and success. Um, and su- success used to be account management and, and yeah. support kind of blended yep. into one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got way too much because they were essentially being really react. They couldn't be proactive anymore. Yeah. When it was small customer base, it could be proactive, but they couldn't be proactive. So we split it. And so now one team does more of like the premium support yep. for our highest spending customers. And one team does account management. The premium support, they're not assigned. 
right? They, it's yep. just more on We're a queue, okay. 24 yep. by 7, and then the um, account management team is assigned nice. to accounts. So there isn't a fourth support team that CSMs do support? There is a support team that handles all the other customers that are not you know, premium. The premium customers. Got it. Um, and, you know, that, I mean, they, they handle the large majority of our customer base. Got it. And so why the separation between new business and account management and the, and the separation between account management and CSMs? So like, I may combine new business and account management over time, mm-hmm. um, but right now we're pretty acquisition focused. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons. Um, uh, but I do, the new business guys hold on to an account for six months. So and then they go to know, account management. And then it goes to account management. Um, but we're also using we have the volumes getting so high at this point that we're actually starting to use PQL stuff for account management too. Okay, um, cool. because they can't possibly have deep relationships with every account. It's just no. impossible. So it yeah. prioritizes so, who they're. Ta- so they prioritize ta- having deep relationships with the the real top end, and everything else is actually trigger based. Um, so as you know, certain events mm-hmm. and certain triggers happen. Then they reach out, and it's that's on a round robin right now. Wow. Um, so that's kind of otherwise it's like almost impossible to figure out who to assign when you have thousands and thousands. Thousands. Right? And do they have account management have uh, account managers have variable comp? No. Okay. That's yeah, small flat. bonus, but not small the kind bonus. of Just variable like, you yeah, know, not like a, a new six. business person would have. Got it. Right? And, and CSM is nothing. No. It's flat too yeah, as well. That's yeah. the company bonus the CSMs have. Okay. Right? Um, and I think, you know, the. It's interesting, right? Someone asked me recently to be interviewed for an article about why sales in CS, why they're seeing so many more people who have VP of sales and VP of CS titles. Mm -hmm. That was the next Um, question. Yeah, you know what? And it is, it's actually an emerging trend. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. One, I think when, in the old days when you didn't have SaaS, right? When, you know, it was sales, you know, bring home the bacon. That was kind of it. Like, go bring home the bacon and actually, and then we will, the rest of the company will deal with whatever. Bacon or not bacon, you yeah. brought home. Whatever pigs yeah. you brought home that day, yeah, right? Yeah. Just um, deal with them. Right. And um, if you don't, if you have, if you're in a SaaS company and you have the VP of sales only, you know, really focused on acquisition, there's too much of a tendency for them to do bad deals. Bad behavior, yeah. Right. Agree. There's just too much of a tendency for them to do bad deals. And then, like, the CS will just, just you know, over. clean up the mess, right? Mm-hmm. And then your churn's going to go down. And if you're not having, I, I don't, I believe you don't have one person thinking about the whole customer life cycle. Yeah. Right, and it's bad for the business. Yeah, totally. That's why I see it happening more and more. Now, I don't think support necessarily needs to be. No, and you know that can be a totally separate organization. Mm -hmm. And professional services, if you need that, that can be be a separate organization too. Mm -hmm. Um, Any kind of install or you know, but the customer success, especially in terms of upsell, cross sell, retention, best practices, you know, the the learning that you have to do is almost the identical anyways. Yeah. Right. Um, so I do totally think it should go under do, one. Do you? Person. How is? How do you incentivize sales to close good deals? Do you have a clawback or any, or like anything after they've been around for X amount of months or? So there's a couple ways you could do. You could do a clawback. Right? I've seen that and I've done a clawback before. Um, you could give them a small retention bonus. Um, what I did uh, at Influitive was we actually comp them on advocacy. So that way it was a little bit. It was like twenty or ten to twenty percent of their. Their variable mm-hmm. was tied to advocacy, but um, they we made it really fun, yeah. right? So that you know, if they found advocates who people who be future advocates, they actually you know got 
we did a whole point Praise, system and yeah. they got points and prizes and like also and we, we made a big deal out of it and leaderboards and things that's like awesome. that that's awesome I like that um, yeah. so that keeps and them. that probably just becomes their own they're like hey that customer that I closed six months ago they're the number one referrer right, right now yeah right? Exactly. exactly and it just it, it ends up becoming creating a culture Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to do. You have to create a culture. It's hard to do sort of systematically. Yeah, it's funny that I love the folding of sales and success. Heaton yeah. and, uh, and you I talk had about this all the time. A bunch yeah. of conversations on this about like everything ebbs and flows, and like we're in this cycle of like everything is specialization, like too much specialization. VP of sales, VP of account management, VP of CS, uh, CS or CSM leader, VP of this, VP of that. Head of revenue. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's thinking head of revenue, and you just you know those are all like internal optimizations customer doesn't care and customer doesn't want to bounce through four different departments no that's another part and also the the skill set of a like the skill set of that account manager or csm looks really similar to the skill set of the salesperson in this model where the customer or the potential customer has all the power right like you need to be able to help in addition to sell it's it's really similar yeah and it gets rid of bad behavior like if you have a single head of revenue and uh and it helps the you know, helps relieve the infighting that you have if you have four different leaders who have four different agendas, yeah. you know, and a customer bouncing through that. We used to get, you know, it, we often got complaints at Influitive about like, wait a minute, like, so I have my rep who I built a really great relationship with, and then I have an account manager, and then I have a CSM, and then I'm like, you know, yeah. like and then and I have then a support, support. guy, yeah, support right? Guy. And I'm like, yeah. I kind of just want one person. And yeah. by the way, I really developed a great relationship with the rep at the very beginning. And yeah. can't, why can't I just and have that? And they're gone now. Right? You know? return my calls. Um, yeah. So that's, um, you know. I, I think, think that all goes away soon. I think uh, because more and more our thing is like more and more the premium is on the experience and everything that we buy in the world, whether it's travel, like you mentioned earlier, clothing, you know, software, whatever it is, it's like the premium is the experience and like this experience that we're talking about where it's like bifurcated across all of these different groups is just shitty. Yeah, even internally with the B, so I've combined yeah. BDR and and AE oh. into one role. Right, I'm calling yep. it ISR because I like know, it. Even, and it's for this for some of the same reason that all the handoffs, handoffs right, mm-hmm. um, you know, aren't necessarily the best yeah. experience, both internally and externally. Yeah. Now we have we're it's a fairly transactional model right now, yep. so you can do that. And, um, but they're also you know they own their own destiny. I love but it. It's like hey, hey, I just booked you a meeting with David. You're like, who the hell is David? I yeah. want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I love, uh, I love it. All right, that's a good place for us to wrap. But oh. I heard you're a Seeking Wisdom fan. I am. What's your favorite episode? Damn, on uh, the spot. Yeah. I like the one that you did. Um, actually, you did about a product-led model with... Um, we did. Uh, what was the guy's name? Oh, uh, Ryan Burke. Yes. Ryan Burke. That was a great one. SVP um, of sales, that yep. division. And then the one on good fear. The one fear. Just did the fear. That's awesome. That's yeah. them. Those, those, that was... those short ones stem from, like, I just get a text at some point during the day. <laughs> And it's him, and it's his notes, or sometimes it's like a voice note, and it's yeah. like the whole podcast. And yeah. yeah. And then you also did one recently about your own, your, the, your double funnel, your two funnels, right? We did. I like that. Double one. funnel. Yeah. Look already, at that. That's a true fan. See, I told you I'm a good true fan. fan. Five of, stars. Speaking of true listeners, I got to do the fan love section. So this is a, a review from Joel in the UK. Wow. He said the knowledge shared from these two Daves is proving to be an invaluable pool of golden carp as it helps me challenge my own beliefs and values in self-improvement, business growth, and generally striving to be an awesome person, person which on itself helps me to become the best version of myself. Keep being awesome. That's amazing. I don't know what a pool of golden carp are, but that sounds amazing. (laughs) Shout out to you, Joel. We appreciate it. All right. Take us out of here. That's awesome. All right. 
Thank you for joining us, Emmanuel. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you heard Emmanuel listens. Emmanuel needs four, five stars oh, yeah. five to stars make her day. What's your, twi- what's your Twitter name? L, Han- L- Scala. Okay, E-L-L- I'll put it in the notes. Scala. I'll put it in the Scala. Notes. So subscribe to her, tweet at her, holler at her, yeah. give her love, and leave five stars so we know that you're listening and you're uh, giving it up to Emmanuel. Did you hear that um, we're throwing a, a conference? What's that, Dave? What? You heard about that? I heard the conference. Boston. Yeah. We need more Boston conferences. Uh Big fan. Dave's got a big goal. (laughs) Every time we go on a walk, millions, millions. I said, no more walks until the conference is over. Yeah. Yeah. We're at least in the the, uh, thousand mark. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Glad you guys are making Boston uh, a place to go. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Awesome. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.